Welcome to the Lords of Loud. We're four music fans from Australia who've turned our old email debates into this podcast. I'm Lord Ben, and if we were the Beatles, I'd obviously be the smart one, but modest too. With me as always is Lord Brett, the funny one, only because we've seen him dance, Lord Kev, the quiet one, because he can't clip on a mic, and Lord Al, the cute one, with the perfect face for any podcast. And welcome back to the Lords of Loud. Thanks very much for joining us again for another exciting episode. Hope everybody tuned in last week for our 50th episode, and I guess now we're cracking another uh, decade. We're cracking on. No, not a decade. What do you call it when it's like a a set of 10? If only we had a mathematician here. Uh, You call it a fat. So we're cracking a fat tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Cracking a fat. Awesome. For a change. Very good. Okay, we've got some exciting uh, segments for you tonight. We're going to be looking at Lord Brett's top 10 albums. Of yeah. Time. Did you and see it's exciting? <laughs> <laughs> and we're also going to be doing a bit of a, uh, a follow-up to Kev's Shoegaze episode where we, uh, I guess, offer our comments and, and you know, let, let him know our feelings on, on how shit it was. But um. <laughs> Again, the, I reiterate what Kev said, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> But before we do that, of course, we have our, our regular segments. We've got to do our album of the week. And I've got an album this week. What's and what again, is it, Ben? Sorry? What is it? <laughs> Thanks, Al. I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> in another desperate plug to acquire a younger audience, I've gone with Taylor Swift's latest record, uh, Folklore, which is actually a very good album of hers, uh, follow-up to last year's Lover and the year before that, Reputation. Uh, and I think this is her best album since the album just before that, which was 1989. This finds her in a uh, sort of a much more cut-down... Ver- you know, I guess the, the previous two albums were very poppy, very highly polished. This is, uh, you know, although polished, it's very much like a, a going back to a what you might think of. You, you know, it's basically what you might see when if a, um, a modern pop princess was to try and do a... A modern folk album, I guess. It's not not quite as country as her early albums, but um, certainly some great songs on there. And yeah, I think it's her best album so far. Was she was she a little bit country when she started off? Well, she, she was, was a, all she was country. a country artist when she, she started. All yeah, country. yeah. I never knew. So that. this doesn't see her going back to country as such, but mm. it's it's got that more stripped back elements, less of the, the sort of polished pop um, sensibilities. And you would say full country, just partly. Country. <laughs> I would say this is more folk than country, but yeah. not even, but but in a in a modern interpretation of that. Yeah. So just great, good, you know, love songs uh, that she's a specialist at, and uh, no, it's really worth a listen. So she's taking a try out of country. <laughs> you know, see. Uh, and she doesn't need to try anymore. Yeah. The the documentary was this before or after the recording of the album. You know the do- documentary that went round a couple of months no, ago. No, that was based off the actually that was the based off the al- two albums before. So that was wow. off the reputation. I okay. think that was after the reputation album. Okay. Um, this is this was a, a se- like a surprise drop. This album just in the last few about a month ago, I think it was. Okay. Um, during COVID, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. It was one of those ones where it was like a big shock to everybody. Sure. Um, it was like an unexpected poo. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that is, is that a just People drop? Doing that, the yep. artists are just like always releasing, bringing back to the toilet. That's good. You know, with the COVID <laughs> stuff that's going on, they are just releasing sort of random. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So it's got some nice goes. sort of 
melancholy um, about it. It's like a you know re- reflectional that sort of yeah. So I, I yeah I encourage anyone to go out and and, uh, and have a listen to it. It's Are there any goats uh, singing in this one? Uh, no. Why would there be goats? Haven't you seen that one where someone's uh, spliced in a uh, a goat sound? <laughs> to one of the songs it's mm. well, look it up on the tubes wow. you'll be entertained oh, right. no worries alright and without further ado we move on to our sponsor and tonight's episode is sponsored by the album Tighten Up Volume 2 this was released on Trojan Records uh, another one of those albums that just wouldn't pass the uh, the PC test these days. <laughs> I was going to say, is, is it part of the, is Trojan part of the misogyny label? Is that is so that I'm what I'm hearing? At, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a, a a naked woman on the cover with "Tighten Up Volume Two" written in what looks like lipstick, I imagine, on her stomach. So, Look, you can't see everything. So no, no, no. She's got her arms folded, and and you can't, yeah, see, very, you can't see her head, for instance. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> left eye. Yeah. So you know, we don't know objectify. We shuddered to think what Volume One had on the front. Yeah, right? goodness Well, that did cover head. They're working all the this way. Is the down. matching yeah, set. Yeah, puzzle yeah, piece. Yeah. She's taking um, a thing. So to released on yeah Trojan Records. Got some great artists on here and songs. You've got Long Shot, Kick the Bucket by the Pioneers. Of course. <laughs> Wreck a Buddy, the Soul Sisters, uh, the classic Fatty Fatty by Clancy Eccles. Um, wow, okay. real toe tapper. Moon, Moonlight Lover, uh, Coming to My Parlor, uh, Live Injection by the Upsetters. So, you know, well, can be upsetting. God so knows. Have you had to listen to it? I haven't listened to this one. Okay. No. Uh, look forward to it, though. This is a mono release. This is apparently very rare. So, wow. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, so from the rest of us, lords, do yourself a favour, Lord Ben, and, favor. and yep. pop that one on later on. Pop it on and uh, just watch our one in case he leaves. Get out and find yourself a copy of that. <laughs> Tell him Lord Ben sent you. And uh, yeah. apologies to your mother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, without further ado, we're going to jump straight into the next segment, which is very exciting. This is Lord Brett's Ta-da! top ten albums of all time mm-hmm. and over the next sort of few weeks leading to the end of the year we're going to be we're going to be visiting each of the lords top 10 albums uh, to have a look at uh, what they consider their their favorite albums of all time so looking forward tonight to seeing what lord brett's got in his and like most things bag do, over this there. is a this is a bit of a surprise to me i didn't know we were going to get such a like to me this is quite important this is like really what brett's all about uh-huh. you know <laughs> oh wow okay I mean, this is choosing top ten, whittling it down. I mean, was that hard? Like, did you? I have a theory. I have a theory about top tens. Right. I think everyone would have some definites that sure. that always would be in your top ten. Yeah. And then there's some floaters which would come in and out depending on <laughs> where you are. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to bring it yeah, back to your I, conversation I could, I could there. I said it better by myself. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think there's there's ones that would always be there. There's ones that depending on the mood, depending on you know what you've been listening to, uh, that would change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, sure. I, would, I think it's a fair theory, and and we can mm. play spot the floor as we go along. Sure, <laughs> sure. Well, uh, I think my my curiosity about uh, Brett's top ten was like once you have your your three Rolling Stones, your three Black Crows, and your three Rod Stewart. Yeah. Like what do you do with mushrooms? Isn't it? No, well, you're not a mathematician, but that's <laughs> like, yeah. is there a compilation album that has the three artists on it? So, yeah. Well, exactly. We should stick. Well, I guess yeah. 
We should have stipulated. I probably should have put some rules around this. Oh, now, right. So uh, now, now I get to change the I was going to say, I don't, I don't believe you can have compilation albums as part of your top 10 albums of all That's time. It's still an album. They have to be studio albums. Uh, okay. Well, now, okay, albums? you've ruined one thing. That's all right. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll allow each Let's person to have it. one, <laughs> each person have one compilation album, what would be considered a compilation or a live album in, in their, uh, Right. In the top 10. But All then right. will you secretly always hate them? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, it it would never be accepted as think, well, a true top 10. Of course, but that no. wasn't a top 10 because... For the sake of getting you guys on board. The, the try-hard yeah. 10. Right, okay. Well, luckily enough, now... now Are you I'm, going in reverse order, Brent? Or uh, no, I will. I'm, I refuse to, to go from 10 to 1. We can guess. Right? Um, yeah. you, can, you can have a guess. Um, so this is your number one album, straight up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. In reverse order. No, no. And, if, and of course, I'm going to break the brief and have 11 albums. No, I'm not. Um, okay. But yeah, let me start with... Uh, Number four. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, this is one of my... Of course it's here and would always be here. Like Cruz. Now, now the album. this is right. This is right in the pocket. Exile on Main Street, mm-hmm. Rolling Stones. Uh, what I would call their their best album. Uh, it's a little bit wide album and that it's a collection of odds and sods. Uh, so a little bit shite as well? Well, for some people they would say there's some okay. some lesser known tracks in there that you might want to skip over. But I actually think it's it's potentially not bad quality all the way through. I, uh, I'd steer clear of some of the new songs released on that new, when was that? Uh, the, the anniversary, issue. right? Yeah, something? it must have been a 50th anniversary or reissue or something. Yeah, so I'd steer clear of some of those new songs there because I don't feel they really fit in, because I think they're, they're new vocals from Jagger or something. Yeah, I think they did a bit of polishing on some of the tracks or replaced some of the items, but... Um, yeah. So that's... And that's your number one record of all time, Exile Main Street. Or are these in no particular order? These are in no particular order, because because oh, okay. it can't. But I, but I would have, to have a tendency to say that would be... That's a definite. Oh, that one's right. always there yeah, in the yeah. top ten. Oh, it's a great album. Yeah. I'm, I'm and just, potentially, yeah. I'd even happen to, happy to say it's in the top five. Yep, brilliant. Uh, good, okay, great start. All right, a good start. Everyone's happy with that. Still sticking to the brief. Sure. Okay, next one. All righty. All right. Yep. David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunky Dory. Yep, uh, one of the greats. So uh, I don't know what it is about uh, Ziggy, because Ziggy might have been the obvious choice, uh, but I came to Hunky Dory first, and yeah, just I just think it's a it's a classic. Uh, I've been reading a lot uh, uh, about David, and it's an incredible period he went through from from the early in that early 70s to mid 70s where every year was a different album and in some cases a different direction uh, and he just seemed to he just seemed to go from 0 to 100 quite quickly so in in the thing in 69 he released um, an album an album no no space oh uh, yeah space oddity space oddity yeah 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 space oddity and then there, and then there was nothing yep uh, and then and then bang, you know, in succession, 
uh, great album after great album. And, yeah, well, there's uh, Aladdin Sane in there as well. Yeah, yeah, Hunky yeah. Dory, um, and Ziggy. That's right. Uh, uh, Man who fell to earth and and yeah, um, Man who fell. Yeah, Man who sold the world, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of amazing things about David Bowie, but I just found out recently that he's got two different coloured eyes because somebody punched him. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that before. That was a. That was I didn't realise it's because someone punched him. I just thought yeah. he was born. <laughs> Born, yeah, no, born no. freaky. And, and that does happen, you know, usually to huskies rather than uh, <laughs> beings. People punch huskies. That's <laughs> yeah, atrocious. Yes, every other one <laughs> as a puppy. <laughs> Smack. Uh, yeah. And they've got that choice right there to pull sledges for a living or become a space alien rock star. Right. Mm. right. David good. obviously chose option B. Well, yeah. And a lot of the dogs don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I love about. Uh, David Barry at this point is he's he's just finished rapping Hunky Dory and he says to someone uh, I think you'll like this one but I but I'm already halfway through the next one and I think I think you're going to love that one and it's like holy hell so in the you know he's come up with this brilliant album and but in the meantime he's got Ziggy going on in the background it's just an mm-hmm. incredibly creative period for yeah, him yeah yeah but again it's for that one it, for zero to a hundred so quickly. Um, Okay, let's go to the next one. I'm going to say this is this is always in my top ten. Suddenly, I turned around and she was standing there with silver bracelets on her wrists and flowers in her. Who's that? It's Who's that? Unusual singing style. That obscure boy. artist. That's right. <laughs> uh, that, of course, is Bob Dylan. Uh, Bob 1974, Blood on the Tracks. That's his divorce album. So um, what's um, like? Because I am more of a song person. I think there's a few favorite <laughs> Dylan ones I like. Yeah. So tangled up, tangled up in blue. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's on there. That's shelter from the storm. Uh, yeah. Buckets of rain. Yeah. Uh, uh, ISIS. Um, but yeah, it's. Jeez, that was ahead of its time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, but but again, it's one. It's a it's a resurgence album for him. He's sort of been off in in the. The Boondocks for a while, and then uh, came back with that one. It was a real strong one. Mm. So it's not it's not your your sixties folk. It's not your sixties electric. It's a uh, maybe a more mature, more mature Bob. Yeah, still nasal, but yes, still nasal. Yeah, yeah. Before his COVID album, <laughs> <laughs> that cleared all that up. Alrighty, now now let me take you to one that might. Slip in and out, but this one's I think this one's pretty sure. All righty, radio heat. I know we've had some conversations about whether OK Computer was your entry or exit level of, of Radiohead, but for me, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, my entry for Radiohead. It's um, got a paranoid yeah. Android on it. One of the great albums mm. of all time. Certainly, it's in. Yeah, well, I don't want to give anything away. Ooh. But uh, oh. hey, hey. could find itself in my top ten. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, <laughs> just anywhere in there. It doesn't matter. Well, I will be giving. I bet you. I will, will be going one to. You'll be doing 10. it properly. Oh, you'll be, okay. <laughs> um, I won't. Just so. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't expect anything. Maybe get six. But that. But that's it. Uh, uh, it's this beautiful ability to make that electric stuff feel organic um you know like being 
being given a nice warm hug by a computer. I, I really admire how they can. Uh, you should try it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> lucky I mean, for some. I mean, watch, we're wearing those uh, virtual reality goggles too much. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep moving along. Next one, because I couldn't put a compilation. And I, and I tried to avoid live albums. I put this one in, but it's still, still a cracker. I love Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> can, you can wash your mouth out, young man. So um, I'm just curious what you... you you said before you would have chosen a, a live oh, album. Oh, he's got a uh, uh, the these real world tour. I can't remember when that was. Eighty six, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a double album. It's mm. eighty six, eighty seven. I think it was phenomenal. Uh, or am I thinking of the wrong? I might think of the wrong period for him. Anyway, someone will yeah, correct us in the comments. Will, yeah, hit us up. Let us know where we get it wrong. But for those playing at home, that was sorry. That was Peter Gabriel from So. Uh, is that another great album? That's, yeah, and that's 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 his. Would you'd have to say that was his first major success as yeah. a solo album? Oh, I know absolutely. he had a few more yeah, before yeah. then. Oh, huge album for him. Uh, but that's Sledgehammer. That's yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, don't, the one with Kate Bush. Uh, oh. It's called Great Song. Don't give up. Uh, don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. Yes. Um, what was that song? Spank the monkey. <laughs> no. Shock no. the monkey. Oh, no. shock the monkey. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think you're thinking of one of Kev's albums, Spank the Monkey. Um, but yeah, that's that's actually that's a, the other recording act. <laughs> from, uh, two songs. <laughs> yeah, I was watching that video the other day with him and Kate Bush, and I was thinking, the man's a genius. You know, he's uh, written a beautiful song about you know the troubles of modern life, and he's found a way to just hug Kate Bush for twenty minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so much just respect. To, just I need to, to reshoot uh, this again, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and again, and again, one more time. But hug me closer. Yeah, something came up. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, just a beautiful album, uh, and, and a real artist at work. I sort of get the feeling um, some of the some of the songs are really quite obscure, uh, uh, but they still he, he can and he can ride that that real pop stuff like Sledgehammer, and then he can do mm. something like one of my favourite songs, there, Mercy Street, which is just yeah. quite sad. That's uh, a really, really good album. Good choice. Hope you take your note, Kev. All right. How many have you got left there? I haven't been, I haven't been counting. See, when you don't say this is number That's six, right. number seven, God There's knows no where we're at. to know. I think, um, I think I'm, I might be halfway, I might be <laughs> halfway through. Tell. Might be halfway through. <laughs> Let's keep going. Who do I choose next? Okay. See, it's chaos over there. <laughs> Absolute chaos. It's got no order at all. That's right. Well, that's, that's right. how I like it. Here we go. Here we go. Tim Buckley. <laughs> well, well, his son Jeff uh, and Grace. His only his only studio album, um, only complete studio album. Uh, that uh, that's ninety six. Just a yep. just an absolute it's a corker. Well done. That is a good well that time. That it's an absolute album. corker. And to think that's his first studio album. Mm. Yep. What a shame. Uh, what a shame that that was it from him. Uh, other than some of those sort of outtakes, mm. but. Again, just zero to a hundred. 
and he just and he just sort of gone into the studio and mucked around a little bit and and Sony said, "Yep, okay, here's a here's a bunch of cash. Go and do it again." And yeah, wow. And 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 we've talked about it before. Really distinct guitar style. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I think I said last time we were talking about. It, I, I don't. I can't think of anybody. Well, there's only a few artists. Jimmy you know, Hendrix had come to mind, but where you hear a couple of licks and and you instantly mm. say, "Oh, that's." Mm. Buckley style, like that's a certain person's style straight off. And to have that in first album in such yeah. a yeah, so, such a young artist, it's incredible. That's right. It's like a it, and it's, vocal style too, frankly. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. From his falsetto to his from his yelling, uh, but also great song choice of some of the covers he was doing, uh, and, and a love. Um, oh, it's still it, like we've yeah. I know we'll talk about covers in in future episodes, but um, I mean his cover of a Hallelujah yeah. is still mm. probably the preeminent version of that song exactly and 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 again that whole idea of it's his first album and there is so much depth and and passion just amazing just amazing i'm continually inspired by people who can just so seemingly have it all together Mm. thank you brett (laughs) (laughs) present company accepted okay i think this might be my number seven all right this one's for you, Lord Ben. So lucky you made that exception of, of yeah. I can have a live album because that's my only one live album, so I managed mm-hmm. to somehow mm-hmm. fluke that. So stop making sense. Stop making sense, talking heads. Um, yep. uh, Overrated. It's a good I, one. Uh, You're my backing bread. Thanks, 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 Lord Al. Uh, my fondest memory of this is a uh, uh, couple of years after it was released, I found myself at, at a orientation week at university uh, as a young young man, uh, and we were all suddenly bustled into the the cinema at the the university, and this came on, and it's an absolute yeah, wow. cracking uh, documentary. Cool concert. At the concert, it's a cool concert film. I will um, say that, yeah. And then. Then to add to the pleasure, uh, uh, very soon uh, these silver inflated bags of wine just kept being passed down the rows, and so <laughs> I have I have a real visceral <laughs> memory of this album. Woof. And you know that's right that he, he's carried on doing these incredible stage shows to this day. Oh yeah, we, well that's right, and you get you get to feel well the 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 concert is you you get to get that real feel of the artist behind. Uh, and that mm. the beautiful idea of it starts with him in a ghetto blaster and a guitar, and then band members come in to the full, the full band. And some you talked about David Bowie having that sort of you know career where he changed styles and everything, but he was actually as much about the performance in the theatre, yeah, yeah, as he was about you know making a record. That he really wanted to have a, a show happening, yeah. And I think that's the same with David Byrne. You know, he's um, he's not just about getting a studio album perfect. It's about what am I. And if you've seen um, PG Harvey recently, some of our stage st- stuff now is uh, it's a real statement, you know. So you're saying that as they get older, they start to use the stu- the. Oh no! I was just saying that it's always been there. You know what sure. I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Talking heads days. It's been as much about um, you know visual, a, 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 visual a, a, performance. a concept of the album mm, together yeah, on, a, on yeah. a stage show. Yeah, that's right. And not everyone thinks like that. David Bowie yeah. certainly did. Mm. I would say PG Harvey's getting to that point now where it's... Yeah, it's right. Know, it's not it's just, turn, theo- up, it's not just turn up. Here's a set list. We'll put some lights on and off we go. See you in, see you in an hour. Um, and, and you're right. Uh, the interesting thing about 
you know, David Byrne and, and again Bowie as well, is that there is something else driving them to create because they kept they keep creating. Mm. You know, unlike my dear friends the Rolling Stones, who just sort of seem to create every now and then when it when maybe they need to buy another island. Um, these guys, it's almost like they can't help themselves. They have to keep creating. They have to keep keep it fresh and keep exploring yeah. new things. I think there's a more of an art, there's an artistic drive behind it that's not just about the music. That's yeah. the thing with Bowie yeah. and some of those other artists. Like the Stones, are just they're a rock band. Yeah, you know, they're not yeah. they're not necessarily interested in going. Yeah, you know, what does our stage presence look like? Let's let's you know, like they're not a split ends where they're going. Let's come up with some funky outfits for this yeah, tour. That's right. yeah. And make it a, an art piece as well, or a Bowie making it a you know Ziggy or creating characters. Mm. Or that. Mm. It's just about we're a rock and roll band. That's yeah, what yeah, we do. Yeah, we play rock it. and roll, you know. Yeah, because um, yeah. <clears throat> I pretty much imagine Richards wouldn't let him get away with that stuff. No, that's right. I right. think we're down now. Down, down, down to the last three, last three. Okay, okay. we're gonna have to you do a case back. Yeah, that's, okay. that's what's gonna have to happen. We're gonna have to get into this yeah. ball key. <laughs> All right. Buzzing, telephones ringing at your second cousin. Is it the bar? Wow, yeah, Tom Waits. Tom Waits, Tom is Waits. that Heart of Saturday Night? Yeah, mm. absolutely um, beautiful album. That's got Blue Valentine on oh, it. It's a fantastic album. And um, one, uh, an anti hero for me. Here's a guy who it's almost like he's doing everything he can not to be liked by people. Mm. Sings roughly. Yeah, he's playing that sort of piano, real that real sort of uh, uh, polka. <laughs> yeah, honky yeah. tonk, yeah, yeah, yeah. honky tonk sort of bar thing. Um, Jeez, Tom, and and it's just just beautiful emotional songs. Yeah, that really hook you in. Yeah, very interesting choice. Found his own thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and and again another guy who who. Uh, who sat just outside of success, you know, yes, every now and then. And, and again, one of those guys that, that obviously inspired lots of artists. Um, but again, you know, some of the stuff he's, he's, uh, he's recorded is <laughs> quite manic as well. Mm. Managed, um, to, managed to have a, yeah, one of those critically acclaimed careers, never sold out, stuck to yeah, a style. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not so stuck to a style, but stuck to an authenticity that he yeah. pursued through his records and things like that. So he never... Decided, oh, I've, you know, I've had a hit with this now. I better go and do a. Yeah. Well, what's the eighties got for me? You know, yeah, I better yeah, do some yeah. pop stuff. And, you know. Or just keep trotting out the same crap. Yeah, no, it's really, really quite eclectic. And I, I've read some uh, some of his thoughts on recording songs, which are often quite funny. He said some songs are like potatoes; you just dig them out of the ground. Uh, some things, uh, some songs are like birds, and you're trying to capture them. Uh, and other songs, uh, they come into his brain, and if he can't get them out, then they go off and someone else will discover them and write them. So some really beautiful sort of thoughts on yeah, on songwriting cool. as well. All right. So here's my next album in a similar sort of vein. And you're standing here beside me. Now, I've... <laughs> I've talked about about this this lady before. That's Sean Colvin. Uh, Sean Colvin, and that's her album called Covers, which is, in fact, an entire album of covers. Uh, Disqualified. But she she is, uh, is, I guess she's a... Hack. (laughs) Singer-songwriter, US singer-songwriter. Covers artist. And I... (laughs) Discovered her through this covers album. Pub singer. Um, 
and ha- and and now I've gone back and discovered all her um, her other albums. Uh, I think she did one here called "Fuck all Off the Wall." All the YouTube clips of covers, <laughs> YouTube versions. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, really, really lovely, um, lovely artist. She she's uh, sung with Emmy Lou Harris, um, and she skirts a little bit of country, um, uh, but really, it's just sort of folk. Uh, and just a brilliant, uh, because some again to break the law. Some of the songs on this album are just live recordings. Some oh, of the studio live recordings, recordings and covers. It's awesome. It's a double whammy. That's right. Um, and <laughs> live, yeah, yeah. Live recordings so, of covers. So I would encourage anyone who likes uh, the singer songwriter to check out Sean Colvin. Brilliant. Yeah, if you love so just hearing to, people doing other people's stuff, <laughs> then you can't right. go about. Let's, oh. let's hope you got something here to bring it home. So, so just so just to clarify, she does do her own stuff. Yeah, yeah, this, that's this, right. This, but this is your favourite album. Yeah, 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 and, and it would be the, because it's my Discovery album, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Discovery your what? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I discovered her with that album. Oh, Thanks, okay. Okay. Give us a little bit longer on this one too, Brett. Oh, I can't. I've just got oh, okay. short clip here. Okay, sorry. Because that was like a, a guess what I'm playing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> just, you invented a new oh. segment there. That's good. That, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can you guess? Here's 10 seconds. <laughs> this one should be easy. Well, so we got to number to one. To round after, out the top <laughs> ten, there, hey, the Black Crows. That's that's that is their best album, Southern Harmony. It's just is that the one with the flag on the front, like the American flag on the no. No, that's Which Amorica. One? Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, right. That's what the that's the Hustler picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. No, this is this is their second the troubled second album, which is uh, many considered to be uh, their best. Sting Me Remedy. Um, oh yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's a it's an absolute. It's a black, that's a black cover with them just on it, isn't it? Is that no, that? that's that's hard to handle. That's the first album. Okay, there you go. Oh, Second wow. album, it's it's a, a sepia tone photo of the okay. lads. Crestus Crows. Crestus Crows. Very good. There you go. That's so. That's my top wow. ten again. Okay. There, there are there are potentially some hits and misses, but you know. four, <laughs> four or five albums there, which are always in the top ten. Some of those other ones would slide, but they only slide back into the top twenty. Just one Stones and no Beatles. Just no Beatles no albums. I thought it would be a Beatles. Now, yeah, and again, uh, uh, you, broke the, you broke the unwritten yeah. rule. Right. Yeah. I broke the rule. Sorry, did I forget to mention? <laughs> sure, you'll be asked back. But <laughs> within the top five, there has to be one. Yeah, you know, your favourite Beatles album. Yeah. Well, well, again, I, I, I'd be interested in in uh, in everyone's thoughts on this, but but when you listen to bands so much, uh, and especially with so much material. Uh, Again, if you if we did the segment, it was top ten songs. Guaranteed, there's a Beatles song in there. Sure, um, but it's really hard, and I think even more harder nowadays with with streaming devices. You cherry pick, as opposed to sitting down and going, "I'm going to now listen to twelve songs from start to finish from this album in the order yeah. recorded." I, I don't know. I just think, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that say the album's dead just because you know. It's just too easy to jump around. Yeah, yeah. I refuse to talk to those people. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> as, as 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 you're quite right. I mean, yeah. what's wrong with you? But yeah, uh, so yeah, so, so I mean, I still I still stop an album halfway through on my streaming <laughs> device and uh, you know, wander across <laughs> the rooms, uh, trip over an ashtray or two. Yeah. And so I, w- I won't put on an album if I know I can't. If I don't have the time to get right through it. Oh my That's god! Right. Oh yeah. my it's sweet very frustrating. Fun. So, yes, but that aside, I mean, surely at some stage before Spotify came along, there was a favourite Beatles album? Yeah, 
Yes, and it prob- it's like picking your children. I get that. Yeah, but and it probably would have been uh, um, a live probably one. Abbey Road. I think would be <laughs> okay. So in my top twenty, there Abbey Road would be there. Mm-hmm. Is that is that okay? Did it is my <laughs> my lens stay? You passed. You passed. All right. Well, that's very good. No, there were some great albums in there. Obviously, Exile. Um, there, was, so there was some. Yeah. There was some. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, some, there were some surprises. Is that more than a few? Or? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised that Sean Colvin was in there, like yeah. along with you know. Yeah, she's not. I mean, I'm yeah. not giving you a hard time. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. If you look at the you know, um, the sort of level of notoriety of the rest of the acts you've gone for, I didn't see any this Pink Floyd skewer. getting in there. Which yeah, is, I'm surprised Dark no, Side's not no, in there. That's right. Yeah, just goes to again. show, I think that it's not that good. <laughs> I mean, that's statistically proven. Or, and we can all go. Or Brett has broken his brain. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's this right. is a clone of Brett. Yeah. He's and, got into Sean Colvin's And again, I can't, I can't wait for, uh, other than Lord Ben, and I know because he has his top 10 albums etched in stone, probably tattooed somewhere. It's like the commandments. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I want to see if there is a difference between Ben's top 10 albums and Ben's top 10 favourite Beatles albums. <laughs> like, is it the same? <laughs> It's oh, a Venn diagram of just two notice, circles. On that's right. You'll notice there's no rules about all ten can be from one band. That's mm-hmm. right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's my concern. All right. Well, <laughs> well that was excellent. Listening to Thank it. you very much for taking the time to to you know look into that and put that together for us. I look forward yeah, to hearing good. some of the other Lord's lists before we as do I. hear my definitive list. <laughs> and I have to say, like I'm relieved to be given some guidance now because I think it's right. I think there are ones off the top of your head. Just go. They're, you know, mm. and there's other ones that are more current. You go, oh, if I'm asked to put a list together, like, yeah, but it's like your favorite album of the of the last couple of years. You got to sort of try to now than something I loved. Yeah, you got to sort know? of mm. try to. You know, I'm not going to get too deep on it. I'll just weight it with history, I guess, and try to. Yeah, and we'll give you a matrix, and if you feel right. <laughs> you know, feel good, any type of diagram, reminiscing. All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't anyway. want to put numbers on it, but. Yes, you do. You love putting numbers. On. <laughs> so, speaking of Kev, you yeah. did a you did an excellent episode uh, a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago now. Yeah, isolation uh, on isolation the uh, yeah isolation special on the shoegaze uh, scene and and genre, which we you know you've you've often brought up on the show, and we sort of I guess had some you know, try to ignore. <laughs> we had some ignore. vague idea of, of, really see of sort of what that entailed podcast, but, it but was, everyone just shrugs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell is he talking about but it was really good I really actually like the way you and I guess what we're what we're doing here is just um, you know giving comments on it and, and responding to it um, I really liked the way you broke it down with the whole sort of family tree of it that really yeah, made, that, yeah. made, that made it come come true for me like that really brought it home to me yeah. because um uh, I hadn't even thought of you know the cocktail twins, for example, as being you know I think how did you have it the grandmothers of, <laughs> of, yeah. the, of the movement sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but but as soon as you said that, you could go yeah that dream pop sort of aspect. Of course that yeah they were they were right there with that. Yeah. Um, and also, I know and I don't know again I don't know if it was just the way you'd sort of presented it or you it sort of felt like it was very much just a UK and even even. Yeah, and you know, I think sort of, I think that was probably a mistake, like to give you that uh, impression, and because even while I was doing it, and and after that, I've I've sort of come across a lot of stuff on YouTube, just the compilations okay. that show you how widespread it is, you know, worldwide, and sure. how yeah. much more underground and, and yeah, popular yeah. it is than I even knew about. I mean, I 
really was talking about the best known bands in the UK early nineties mm. style, but um, it's really gone on and um, it's a very popular type of music. Yeah, well, for, as much as we've bagged it, that sound is right in my wheelhouse. I love that stuff, like that, that sort of just that that sort of uh, melancholy aspect to it, the that droning sort of yeah, you know, the distorted guitar, the dream pop stuff. That that's the stuff that I love, like coming out of. Yeah, things like Stone Roses and and other yeah, where there's little little pieces of that in in other bands that you see around the place. I don't know why. Mm. I was trying to think why did that not hit in Australia, like those particular bands that you mentioned. Um, and I think it was all I could think of was that we tended in that time period, unless you were yeah, unless you were really in tune with what was happening in the UK or happening in certain markets, or you hang around people who particularly were playing that sort of stuff, you know, uni or whatever. Um, we tended to hear more of that noise rock pop stuff, like, you know, Sonic Youth and stuff coming yeah. out of America, college radio over there. Yeah, Mud Honey. And- Mud Honey and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. It tended to be more that than the than the European um, or the UK side of yeah. things. And I, that's the only thing I could pinpoint to sort of work out why do, why did that not hit? Like, because there was some, there's some really good stuff there. Yeah, that. I mean, all I can really say is that if you think about it as alternative music, there was almost like an alternative to the alternative because mm. that was at the time when famously Nirvana would have broken through and all of a sudden everyone liked alternative music, right? Yeah, well, we've talked about that before. Yeah, the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah, Nirvana yeah, really yeah. flipped the coin there yeah, and, yeah. and all I of a sudden guess. alternate became mainstream, yeah. you know? I guess there was always a way to find stuff that, you know, not everyone was listening to. I mean, that was one of the things and one of the things about it that was quite polarising was the fact that the vocals were really low in the mix Um you know that you really weren't hearing lyrics. You weren't like writing a pop single where folk could hang on to. Oh, this is about a boy likes a girl, or you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was hidden. It was very deliberately um, yep. subdued lyrically. But I feel like it. I there feel was like nice. It, you could hear the vocal lines. Um, you know, and Liz Fraser was a classic. You know, antecedent in the sense that um, she made up her own language, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. singing beautiful serial stuff, but you know what she was getting on about. Yeah. yeah. So, it's yeah. more just the sound of it. Rather yeah, I think it was. The I content. mean, they, they, the the Valentines famously said that they didn't really know what their own lyrics were. <laughs> you know, it's 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 of that. Yeah. It's all about the but sound t- of the. Thing. Yeah, and like I guess not all bands had that. Other bands had the vocals higher, and, and you can see that that sort of uh, you know garage amateur aspect to it. But I still felt it's a much more polished sound in that era than say Sonic Youth or the Pixies or some of those other sort of you know, what you'd call college radio bands or you know like that sort of rougher edge sound. I, so I was surprised at how clean a lot of the stuff was even though it has that element of you know, I don't, I don't want to call it amateur, but yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's oh, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, they're, they're doing it on purpose. It's not like yeah. that's as best they can do it. <laughs> like it's, they're doing it as part yeah, of the sound, but it comes across as that sort of, I don't know. It's hard for me well, to explain. Well, if you it. think about the the reason it was called shoegaze and the reason is because guys were staring at their feet, guys and girls, and that was another nice thing about staring it. It wasn't battles. wasn't just a, a male-dominated um, genre. Um, the, yeah, there was a huge amount of effects fiddles going on and the playing was, although it was covered in feedback and volume, hmm. the playing was very, very deliberate. You usually had at least three uh, guitar parts um, and a live version of any song. And many, many more than that on the average recording. So, yeah, you're right. It wasn't the sort of grungy, you know, loose, open, reverby, you know, kind of just thrash away. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it, it felt more deliberate than 
Well, it was a very distinct sound, like listening to it. Yeah, if you listen to uh, more of the grunge thing, it's like, okay, well, that's predominantly fuzz of some description without any other effects, whereas the shoegaze uh, had a lot of, it was either chorus or it had a phaser going through Mm, it. mm. It had a Leslie speaker type, you know, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, thing going which, on which is and what it was where a very you distinctive that, you get that dreamy sort yeah. of synth types you know almost synth type sounds coming out of it by the time you've mm. run it through all that yeah. yeah i mean it's all about those effects pedals and you know mm. you'll know yourself you can you can um put enough reverb on something that you build up a, yeah. a wall yeah yeah, yeah essentially yeah. so that you, your 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 chords are all catching up with one another you're strumming quite prettily and nicely you're not really doing too much but it yeah. just creates out of the amp this atmosphere like builds yeah, yeah. and builds and builds and a lot of it had to do with building that like um so i mean there's, there's key elements that you've picked up on there's the subdued um, vocal there's the sort of um definite strong melody line there's a lot of you know beautiful guitar lines there's a lot of guitar effects and very often it's quite um uh, a driving bass and driving air drums yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that could be anything from swerve drivers sort of rock and roll version to um, um, you know the quieter bands like uh, slow dives, sort I'd of say even beautiful velvet underground. I'd say yeah, like intricate stuff. drums as well, yeah. and a lot of that stuff because mm. it's it's not just about you know let's just hold down a, a rock beat or a or a sort of a, a metal thing or a you know, even grunge like just hold down a sort of yeah you know, real hard beat like a, there's a lot of intricacy in some of that stuff mm. that's uh, yeah really adds to the to the melody and the builder mm. and that sort of dreaminess of the of the song and there's definitely another another element i would say which is picking up from the 60s um melodic bands like the birds um and and that sort of um dedication to tunes tunesmanship yes right <laughs> so it's so the ability to um just have melodies in there like if you paired it all back um there's generally generally a beautiful little song yeah mm. but then along along comes all the other components and you've yeah. got this atmospheric thing going on as well yeah, I, I found it really interesting. Um, uh, so sort of, you know, so did a look looking around the web or whatever, and, and there seems to be great debates about is this is this song, yeah, right. is this yeah. A, yeah. And, and and even people talking about oh that's a very shoegazy section, you know. Sure. And then I learned a little bit about the 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 next or or the modified movement, which is the new gaze. It's like oh, wow, yeah. okay. okay, you know. And again, I, sure. I can I can imagine too that because again, what when when. You you ha- gave some categories there about what you might typically hear in a shoegazing song, but interesting then to hear some of the songs you played. You go, oh, okay, well, you know, they they're all sort of doing their own little thing. Yeah. Um, and then, so I saw great debates, and and so one of the questions I wanted to ask you because I saw this debate um, was the sugar cubes were the sugar cubes shoegazing? Now again, you know, the the vocals very distinct, very melodic, but. But so loud in the mix, but people, but I've heard, but there are debates on there about yeah. But if you listen to the structure of the the yeah. instruments, in the background, you blaspheme. Very sugar. I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't have lumped the sugar cubes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In with with that. No, I mean that. I mean, I don't know how to explain it more than um, you know when you hear it, can I hang like without sounding like oh, it's all mysterious. But no, it's like yeah, no. No, not at all. Like there's other bands that are really close to it, like bands like Spiritualized, right? Mm. Who who um you know did a you know psychedelic rock is a very very close right. um um sort of style I would say really close and that's really what did you get 
spiritualized were doing around the same time but yeah, yeah. i would never have said that they were you know a shoegaze band you, you've got to try hard to um separate the the period effect too like the you know you could play you know when you play songs from the 70s or you know, it's very easy to go because it's a production style or because it's a you know the instrumentation that was that was popular at the time whatever you've got to sort of try to separate off some of those layers because it can start to sound very similar like you, you hear a lot of 90s stuff you go oh it's all got a similar sound but then when you really think about it it's going no yeah. that's that's you know that's more melodic that's more whatever you know yeah yeah, so yeah. You, sometimes you've got to try and separate those layers of the of the production and and um, the instrumentation off the yeah i mean it's, it's definitely got a time stamp on it mm. in a way mm. you know um and in, in some cases like what you said before was it stood out as being shoegazy style because it wasn't Britpop. Mm, and yeah. it wasn't grunge, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it definitely wasn't pop music. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like it, it feels like, and, and maybe <laughs> I just wasn't in the right yeah. circle of people or looking at the right things, but it really did feel like there was there was a little lost period there in the early nineties from stuff coming from the UK up until that Britpop movement started to really hit. So, no, it, for me in particular, it really made me want to go back and investigate more. And like I said, it's right in my wheelhouse. I really liked yeah. the stuff you played and. And the stuff I've gone back and had a bit of a listen to since, so I'm going to definitely delve into that a bit, bit more. Well, I, I just keep, I keep name checking uh, Tabitha Mustang's um, compilations on um, on YouTube mm -hmm. because those international compilations and those ones, uh, yeah, from around the world. But also, <laughs> if you think of shoegaze as being the alternative, the alternative, then these are bands that never broke through at all, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. are still performing now or whatever. But I'm just having a great time with you know the innovation that happens within this um concept mm. you know what i mean because it's like it just like ticks my wee boxes makes me feel good you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. and it's uh yeah That's it, great. Is, it is perfect for these times as well all right well thanks again yeah mm. sorry captain yeah so thanks again for doing that um yeah we, we might have to revisit it and do delve a bit deeper into some of the other stuff at some other point because there's Certainly plan to explore there. We'll set you some homework. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But for now, uh, that brings us to the end of this uh, episode. So thanks very much for joining us. And please go onto our social media and, and make comments. We, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Check out our website at lordsofloud.com uh, and click on the merch link there and go and get yourself a, a Lords of Loud t-shirt or some other great stuff you can find on there. Yeah. Uh, but for now... That's it from the Lords, and thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again on the next episode of The Lords of Loud. Lords of Loud is recorded at Zip Studios and proudly distributed as part of the Zenith Command Network.